Hi, I'm Natasha Josie, and this is the Being Body Podcast, brought to you by House LTD. This podcast pulsates amongst creatives and thinkers who are seeking inspiration and purpose in life and are willing to engage and listen, who are perceptive, reflective, sensitive, and critical. We believe that sharing experiences has a unique way to make sense of human suffering, and it is through sharing that we heal, connect, and create. My guest today is Marta Jovanovic, a performance artist and educator with the mission to promote and facilitate further progress of the discipline. She's the founder of the Performance Art Program at the Museum of Contemporary Art in Belgrade. Jovanovic is also the subject of multiple award-winning documentary, Born Just Now, by the American director Robert Adanto. Her works amongst which the most notable ones are Pionerka, It Is My Body, Love, and Motherhood are in important private and museum collections. In the book New York, New Wave, curator Katy Batista positions Yuvanovic amongst the most urgent New York City contemporary feminist artists. Marta and I talk about healing through vulnerability, admitting both weakness and strength, discarding shame, enduring, and finding places where your soul feels at home. So let's get to my wonderful chat with Marta. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, how are you, Marta? I'm great. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really excited to speak to you personally today, one-on-one. We've met each other here and there, uh, thanks to ECC, but never got a chance to to sit down and speak to you and just have a conversation. So I'm really excited about this. And uh, thank you so much for coming in so early. Likewise, thank you so much for inviting me. Um, so I just wanted to tell you a little bit about this project, uh, the Being Body Podcast. It is um, primarily a space that um, I've been working um, on um, House, which is an initiative that I primarily started in Pakistan as a space to um, harness a creative community around performance art. And on our journey, um, it has been quite an interesting process. Um, because through house and through working uh, in performance art in Pakistan, we realized the creative community and the insular nature of the creative community generally, and more importantly, the fact that within that performance art is another space, another insular sort of space, especially more so in Pakistan. And, And then how we often... Dis- disconnect the person from the artist and it is often associated as this art- artist as this being that doesn't have these other extensions to their body that are not afraid that they are not insecure that they don't have all of these attributes but rather we do in fact much more sensitive than than other people and so in industry there is this sort of sense of being a shark or being you know um, a go-getter and being really invested in your work in a way that one has to dis- disconnect with the emotional side with the hurting side um, and not talk about healing or not talk about connection and I personally felt that through conversation, this was something that we could tap into by reaching out to artists 
that are experiencing this or have experienced it, or more importantly, are working in the art community for a, for a certain amount of time, who can address or talk about the the, con- the conversation and the, the relevance of healing uh, as a creative person and seeing how we see the world, how our creative practice has shaped the way we see the world. And so this basically podcast is is in a way to unearth the this sensibility of how we of artists look at the world and and maybe find something unique that there must be because artists always have a different lens and a different perspective towards life right um you know i was really excited when you invited me um uh, to this conversation because that is something that i continuously stress like everything that you just said right now I continually uh, stress throughout my work life, but also throughout my personal life, because um, especially that I have a feeling that um, in the personal life, you know, it's kind of funny because in my case, um, I, I, well, I assume most of the artists, you know, who work in performance do not really um, have the defined line before line before or between um, the work life, so to so to say, mm-hmm. and personal life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And um, I think vulnerability, especially in performance, is a huge part of creative process. And I think many of us uh, heal through that process. Um, in my case, I throw out into the public uh, all my personal vulnerabilities, and I play with the idea of strength in in my work because. Um, yes, obviously we're strong and we are go-getters on so many levels, you know, but yeah. we are because also we constructed a defense mechanism and it comes from a place um, of non-healed wounds, which I believe we are all trying to to heal through yeah. the process. It's how they say, you know, that a good uh, psychologist or a psychiatrist cannot become uh, good uh, if they didn't or if he or she didn't heal Uh, in the process you know they wouldn't be able to understand your trauma if they haven't gone through some sort of trauma I think it's similar with 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 what we do Um, especially oh and one thing I'm sorry I'm skipping I'm jumping but and I think it's really important is that also from us as performance artists in private life we are expected to perform Mm -hmm. and we are expected to be strong and we are expected to you know, uh, be the rock in other people's lives. And that's not always the case. And especially, I think, in personal relationships, um, it's really difficult to, to, to explain, you know, that you have the, the, the vulnerable side. I like to use also the word weak, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't think weakness is necessarily a bad thing. You know, I think it's fine if we admit that sometimes we're weak and sometimes we're strong and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you, especially when you're a, a performance artist, there is a different, a certain sense of showing up in your work in a very different nature, because you, you, you actually create the work in, in a space of extreme vulnerability, even just as an artist, because if you're making objects, you have the, the quietness and the comfort and the safety of your studio space where you are making mistakes, where you are vulnerable, where you are unsure. But then when you're making a performance and you're a performance artist, you are literally creating as you are exhibiting. And there's a certain sense of being okay with that vulnerable space and over time learning how to deal with 
the speaking side of your artist brain who is constantly talking and then at the same time performing because you're making as you're doing and right so and you're, you're right out there you know yeah. right out there sweating and bleeding and people are watching and sometimes participating and they have the role and they have the power in yeah. in, in in well they have the role of the power you know and sometimes the real power uh yeah. in 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 the process yeah is there any specific performance you remember where you really kind of dealt with fear and vulnerability and you persevered on with your performance? Is there any particular performance you remember? Yes, there are there are several, but one in particular uh, is uh, and it's funny because it's it's uh, the title of it is love and mm-hmm. actually yep, here I need to I need to I mm-hmm. need to mention uh, Anya Fashner, uh, the founder of ECC Performance Art, uh, through through which you and I met. Uh, she yes. was the curator, and she went through a year-long process with me in creating the piece, um, which took place in the garden of the Swiss residency in Belgrade. Um, there were a lot of elements. I'm not going to get into the concept of the performance. Um, I think also the title uh, uh, says a lot. But I have, in that particular performance, Uh, sensed uh, the fear um, uh, of the audience because uh, the audience had the role of throwing uh, pig hearts uh, at me, 130 pig hearts. And uh, um, at one point, the performance got uh, quite violent. There was a person who got drunk and was, was aiming for my head. And I was standing on a really tall pedestal. So I was really vulnerable and out there. And the audience had the power of me, uh, over me. Mm. And um, and also I got hurt in the performance. Uh, my uh, my rib uh, got got broken, and mm-hmm. um, I felt the 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 physical pain. And and I at one point I remember when that happened. Uh, I didn't know obviously that 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 my rib got broken, but um, uh, I remember literally being out of air and thinking, "Oh my God, if I fall off this," because I was on a really tall pedestal. Yeah, I was like almost two meters above the ground and um and I was thinking oh my god if I fall I'm gonna ruin the performance that was the (laughs) (laughs) that was the that was the 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 thought in my head but it's really interesting how when you're in the zone and you know because you're a performance artist um the pain is is a part of it and uh, in a way the the I don't know if it's the adrenaline or it's that zone that you're into you just endure I cannot explain now from you know sitting on the couch and talking to you uh, I don't know how to explain that it's really it's really uh, hard to put into words but also what I have to say so not only physically and by being physically exposed uh, that performance was the reflection of my personal life at the time and I was going through a really uh, uh, really rough uh, emotional period about which, again, I am always, uh, not today because we don't have the time and, you know, it's the time's passed, so it doesn't really matter. But, you know, I was always open to talk about the problematics in my life then, then, that then turned into performances. Also because I speak for other women, regardless if they're artists or performance artists or, you know. Mm. And I think that it's really important that we share. You know, people have the tendency to hide, especially in certain cultures. People have the tendency to hide the problems like domestic violence, uh, mm. like like um, psychological problems, mental issues, mm-hmm. um, because they're ashamed. You know, we saw that also happening with COVID, for example, that a lot of people just wouldn't 
admit to themselves that they're sick um, or to the others because they were ashamed, you know, well, they wouldn't admit it to themselves probably out of fear, but then they wouldn't admit it to others, you know, out of shame. And the, 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 the disease would literally spread, you know, and I've seen this in my community and, 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 I, and I found it to be a terrible, terrible thing. Um, without judgment, I'm really, I'm really approaching this as a, as a, as a, as a cultural issue, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we see that people have the tendency to not only run away from their, from their problems, but also to hide them um, out of shame. And shame is a big, uh, also issue that I deal with in my work. Um, and I think that shame is also connected to that vulnerability because I catch myself many times to be ashamed when I'm weak. Yeah, there's definitely a sense of, of not, there's always this good or bad, as you just said, that weak is not a bad word. And for us, there's always this sense of bad, weak and, and vulnerable and shame. And all of these things are just something that you, that are bad and you don't need to talk about it and you need to sort of uh, brush it under the carpet. And, and especially, as women, because we, I think, personally grow up with a feeling of shame around our bodies. Oh, absolutely. And, and there's so much of shame around when when women get their periods or when they start to develop. And I was actually listening to um, a podcast the other day and they were, and were talking about sexuality and the fact that when a child grows up, when they start walking, we clap and we celebrate that, oh my God, you, you know, the kid is about to walk. And then when the first tooth comes out, we celebrate. But then when they start to develop, they physically start to develop, women to start to get breast, they we don't celebrate that because there's a certain sense of, of hiding it or shame and that and psychologically just uh, that embeds in your head. Well, that- of course, we're perceived as dirty because we menstruate, you know, and, yeah. and, and I find that to be devastating for, for the psychology, especially of a young woman, you know. Now at 43, I uh, am trying, I don't say I elaborated, but also by being fortunate to be an artist, you know, yeah. uh, uh, I through my work, I can elaborate a lot of things uh, besides the fact that I'm that. I'm going to therapy for the past 20 years, you know, and, and I'm really trying to 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 overcome the issues like vulnerability and shame and to reconnect because in many works uh, or in the real life also, I mean, in real life, <laughs> interesting, right? The term yeah. that I use. Yeah. So in the in the life outside of performance, what happens is that I. Uh, literally detach my soul and my body. I treat my body as machine, you know. Um, just recently, and I'm sorry, I, I, I keep on maybe coughing or my voice is a little bit uh, shaky, no but I just got out of uh, over a month uh, of, uh, I caught COVID and then oh, I was so really sick at home and, and really in a, in, a, in a silly way, if you want, you know, <laughs> out of love, you know, I think love is what, moves us all um and my uh, best friend's daughter who is nine she brought it from school and it was in those days we didn't know she 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 caught it and it was in those days that i was hugging her and kissing her and literally they're the only people that i that i was seeing also yeah. because i had to travel and i mean to make the long story short not only i have realized the limits of the physical body and i'm still uh, facing them um something that I have never experienced before in my life. As I said, I really treat my body as machine. Um, but also um, uh, trying to overcome 
that sense of shame, you know, sense of shame in terms of, oh, I am weak and I cannot do certain things. Um, and uh, my body is weak, you know, mm. uh, but also the shame of being sick, you know, because people would then judge you. Oh, did you go out? Did you mingle with people? Did you do this? Did you do that? You know, mm -hmm. and then you immediately uh, and you, you immediately ask yourself, oh, have, have I done something wrong? And I think especially for women, we are always asking ourselves, um, especially I think that's for young women. Oh, are we not good enough? Mm. Uh, because we carry that shame and that dirtiness mm. you know somewhere always in the back in the back of our minds yeah yeah we do we do and and there is there is that i feel feeling of being dirty and then also the the hiding element of how as you said shame and we don't talk about um our problems and and also just in terms of dealing with um, the medical sort of space of going to the doctor and not being able to actually voice how you feel and, and, and thinking that if I have some problem, then, I mean, if you're not going to talk to the doctor or, or somebody who's going to help you, then how will you overcome that? And I think the, we certainly create barriers for ourselves even more than the ones that are outside. And I somehow feel like we, we unconsciously become our, our own enemies in a way. Oh, exactly. Absolutely. 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 That's why we are lucky, you know, even though being an artist also uh, carries that that shame as well and carries that dirtiness as well. Um, um, because um, I remember when I was really young and um, all I ever knew how to do or, or thought I would do I, I knew I was going to be an artist and there was no dilemma about it in in myself at all. And I am so grateful that I had never uh, sidetracked. You know, I'm so grateful that I was faithful to that feeling or to that vocation or to to just my nature, you know. But I remember as a young girl, um, uh, my aunt, uh, who was this like really successful businesswoman, she would always tell me, well, you know, you need to get a real job and make the money, you know, and then you can, as a hobby, you can be an artist, you know? Yeah. I, first of all, I don't think being an artist is a job, you know, and, and, uh, and I don't think that, um, you can do it as a hobby. I think you are an artist or you are not, you know, especially, um, I am now in the situation that I am, well, I'm 43. I never had children and I don't want to have children. I have dedicated my body and my life to my art. Um, but also, you know, it's, I am, um, I have been not in a relationship also for a long time because um, I am so focused on creating and I'm so focused on my art. I don't want to say my work, but also on my work. <laughs> Um, that um, it's, you know, it just, I realized that I don't have the space, you know, emotional and physical space. And I realized that when I um, have a date, for example, I easily cancel it because <laughs> there is something more important, you know. And, uh, and now it sounds kind of banal, if you want what I'm saying, but it's that going back to that feeling of what my road is, you know, and mm -hmm. I don't get off that road if I do from time to time it is just to understand that anything else is just not for me and then I go back on my road and keep on walking what is it about art that is for you 
creates that sense of an anchor in you that makes you sort of that helps you guide in a way I feel like a sense of a guidance in life what about is the artistic space that that pulls you in so much um you know I realized this summer I have done uh something that I don't know if I can call a performance Uh, but it was rather a facilitating uh, of a situation. I was in the south of Italy, in Stigliano, in Basilicata, which is the province of Matera. And um, when I arrived, I was there in residency with the uh, Apartengo uh, Festival of Public Art. Um, and um, um, I was there for a month. And when I arrived there, um, I wanted to get to know the community and understand the way of life and just, you know, talk to people before I decided what I wanted to do I knew that I wanted to do something that is linked with food and memory and that's something that I have been working not only in my own work but I also teach um, uh, that subject and uh, I go back to memory um, um, not only in my personal practice but also when I uh, talk to other artists or when I work with my students we go back to memory as a source of inspiration And, you know, food and smell are extremely important triggers when it comes to when it comes to memory. Mm. So what I wanted to do in Stigliano was to create a situation to somehow not only trigger memory, but recreate a memory. And I wanted to offer a dinner to women uh, of Stigliano. As I was there, the work was developing and I was as I was spending time in the community, the work was developing And then I, uh, in the end, facilitated this beautiful dinner in the palazzo outside of the town um, where uh, some 50 women were invited to a gala dinner, which was set up, cooked and served by men of Stigliano. And, um, and um, uh, the interesting part of it was, obviously, the women didn't even know that it would be their brothers, husbands, sons who actually, in essence, created this, this, um, this uh, uh, experience for them. Mm. And uh, theoretically, I don't know where I could put that work because you don't really call it a performance. It's not really my performance, even if we call it a performance. I didn't even sit at the dinner. I was hanging out in the kitchen and backstage and just kind of, you know, enjoying the, 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 the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, And I have to say that I've realized uh, this summer in Stigliano that my work and everything that I do and the reason why I do it is provoking uh, and evoking emotion. And I think, and so not just for myself, but also for the audience and the participants. And, and then I've real, I realized that that space where I create is actually my emotional space. And that's, we are going back to the beginning of this conversation, there is no definition between the creative space and, uh, and uh, um, personal space. Um, and how it all comes together and how I create, or when I am in quote, quote uh, in a studio um, and where my practice goes, I don't know. It's so much shaped by what I experienced or by what I have experienced. You know, one of the things that I, when I, while I was laying in bed uh, for weeks now uh, uh, with, with COVID, um, the medical care was, I mean, the, the medics were coming morning uh, and, and evening and they were really taking good care of me because I refused to leave my house in order not to get someone else sick. So I had uh, medical staff coming to my, to my house. 
And I remember laying there, you know, sometimes in fever and thinking, oh my God, like, you know, am I going to die? And then I promised myself, if I don't, I'm going to make the work out of this. I don't mm. know, maybe this explains, maybe this answers your question. Yeah, yeah, you, there's definitely a sense of, there is no divide. I can so see it now, like, there is life, you know, and, and I think that somehow academically over the years, and more so for, for myself as well, I, I don't see this art and life sort of a divide, because it's, art is that one place where just life shows up. And, and and historically as well, we see that life just shows up through art. And and if you have one has studied art history, one knows that you, you get to understand evolution of the human existence through art. And I, I can so see that in your life, in your work and your life. Um, you also have this very, very interesting, unique documentary that was made on your on your work called Born Just Now by an American director, Robert Adanto. Right. And in that documentary, you said, and it really struck with me, you need to crush in life. And I, it just stuck with me. And ever since I've heard that, I'm just sort of like thinking about it. And is there a certain sense of an urgency to, to experience pain? Is that what you were talking about? No, I, but I think, uh, okay, so I have been listening to the latest album of Kanye West uh, mm. in the past week. Dando. I, I, I want to get, exactly, I want to yeah. give you an example. Kanye West was never an artist. I know his work, but he was not an artist that I would listen to, uh, even though the genre I really much like. But I like the genre in the 90s, you know, and then everything that's happening in the genre right now, I'm not really impressed. Maybe it can, it can also be like a generational thing. You know, I, I love Tupac. So everything comes that comes after Tupac, I'm kind of like, well, it's not Tupac. You right. Know? <laughs> um, yeah. But but uh, I started listening to Donda uh, um, just in like the past week. OK, so I'm in isolation again. Uh, because I just arrived to Italy and um, uh, I have I don't have a lot of time on my hand, but I'm alone a lot, you know. So when I'm uh, when I'm alone, I have the tendency to, you know, to read or to, you know, listen to the things that I wouldn't otherwise because I have this mental space also to to um, uh, elaborate other types of art and and, uh, you know, especially writing and music. And uh, um, I am crazy about Donda. I am absolutely crazy about the, I think it's a masterpiece, masterpiece. And the reason why I think that, uh, or I think that he grew as an artist so much are three things. One, his mother died and he was extremely attached to his mother. He literally had a nervous breakdown, like a mental breakdown. He, mm. he, 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 and, and he got divorced, you know, so, so he had literally the three top three traumas that can hit a human being, you know, a death, a, a separation, and he had a mental break, breakdown. And then this album comes out. So I don't evoke a, a, a trauma. Mm -hmm. um, I was unfortunate or fortunate enough as an artist, fortunate enough to uh, be hit relatively hard and from childhood. Um, so I have things to say, you know, mm. if or people who live very comfortable lives uh, many times do not have things to say. And um, and I think that's and us as human beings, we're usually attracted 
to the dark side, you know, so that's exactly what kind of comes out. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's pretty linked to the next sort of I, I took out two quotes that I really liked. And the second one you said was, as a woman, I feel as an orphan. I don't belong to an art world. I feel I want to fly. And there's a certain sense of detachment of being a being that because certainly as an artist, a lot of times artists tend to get attracted towards the art world, you know, the glitz and the glam, but then also the critics and the and the events and everything that we have so much going on around the art world. But you you say that you don't feel like you belong to an art world and there's a certain sense of removal from that. I would say I'll use the word industry. So as a woman and as an artist, um, also coming from Belgrade, you have sort of experienced trauma and pain. So how do you, how do you navigate? Um, how do you stay so, so strong? Like how do you anchor yourself outside of the art? Or is there, you know, we have talked about that, but generally like how do you anchor yourself as a person? I don't know if I anchor myself as a person. I think I am just uh, fortunate uh, enough. Uh, well, first of all, I think I'm really fortunate that I have arrived to the age of 43. And now it's all much easier. You know, also, as I said, I've been, you know, it's been, I've been in therapy for 20 years now. And I have learned, you know, uh, you have asked me a question, like, do I evoke trauma or do we as artists evoke trauma in order to have something to say no I think psychologically as human beings we do repeat the patterns that have been um, uh, uh, imposed on us when when we were really young and and uh, we it takes a lot of time and for some of us we never manage to get out of these patterns as they're really deeply rooted in in us mm. um, but um I don't know if I managed to anchor myself. I think it's just that life, in a way, uh, saved me. Uh, of or you know what? It's art that saved me. It's not. It's not life. It's art mm. that saved me. Um, I have managed. It was my way to 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 persevere. It was my way. I had yes. Art was my anchor. Actually, that's the that's the only the only response I have. And um, through creating and through you know what also through art you meet people like you and I have met for example yeah um uh, like I met Anya Ferschner who has been in my life for the past six seven years and who has been an amazing ally in the creative process um I have people uh around you know uh, most of the people that I have Today in my life, I met them through art and they became really close friends, you know, like, for example, Ksenia Lubarda, uh, whose daughter I mentioned, Masha, at the beginning. Um, mm. um, it's having we start we met each other through work and then it, it, it's just a different way of understanding, because I feel if someone understands my work, they understand me. Mm. Who do you define as a friend? How does one how does one know? You found a friend when you are in deepest shit, the person or the persons, but there are very few of them that stick with you and that hold your hand. Those are your friends. 
usually that's not good. Well, in my case, that was never a family. There was, there were my mm-hmm. grandparents, but you know, they're completely different. They're, I don't have them anymore. And there, that was a completely different level of understanding, but I have ended up living with them because I was abandoned by my, by my parents, you know? So it's, it has been the abandon. The, I have the abandonment issue uh, from the early childhood. Um, and um, 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 knowing the abandonment, I always expect it. So when I don't get abandoned, for me, that's the most precious thing. Hmm. Yeah. There is a there's an Urdu word um, we use, hamdard, which okay. is basically means that people who have mutual pain and hamdard is generally used in a connotation of of love and of 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 companionship um and i and i can so i can so see that where where one can share pain with someone because i think that is probably the most purest emotion you cannot exaggerate pain you you know when you feel pain and deep down you there's nothing you can do to change pain i think right any other emotion there it's it's it can be temporary it can change evolve but i think pain is something that that's always a constant however you feel pain in life whenever you feel pain right the same right um you said that you there's a lot of memory plays a huge part in you in your in your work and in your teaching as well and you incorporate that in your practice as well as um as a as an educator do you remember like the first memory you had as a child the first memory um well it's kind of hard to say especially early memories are kind of uh, are kind of um um or a distinct memory yeah i have a distinct memory uh of uh, a, a dress uh a terrible ugly pink dress uh, well now i think of it but i remember when i received it um uh my grandmother brought it from the us for me and i remember when i received it i was so fascinated by this terrible synthetic pink dress i can still remember the itch because my 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 skin is really sensitive um but i loved that dress and uh, i remember i wouldn't take it off and i they didn't let me take it to like wear it to school because you know it was a, a bit over the top um and i would wear it every time i would go out you know to play in, because you know we grew up in a in a in a community uh, my grandparents had this uh, um uh, house uh, in a little bit like in london all the houses look the same you know and you're in this in this yeah. kind of like a block of houses and um there were there were a few other kids of my age and we would spend all the ta- all our time outside you know playing um uh, badminton or playing hide and seek or we would just spend all the time especially when the weather was nice outside and uh, and i remember i was i would always wear that dress and run outside and i was so excited about that and maybe that's how a performer in me was born you know <laughs> when i think when i think about it but it was always um i think in early uh, uh, memories i think there was there was usually uh costume or you know trying to create a different world because i think that wearing the dress and being out there and and projecting uh happy um i think for me at the time was also an escape from abandonment and from from not being loved uh the way i was supposed to as again i i i repeat i was fortunate very fortunate and probably the reason why i i am still here 
uh, is the fact that I had my grandparents, uh, who, especially grand, my grandmother, who was an ally and with whom I grew up, and uh, a little bit what Donda was for Kanye West, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah. It it makes me wonder, um, as you've sort of, I assume, have had sort of a, a life where you've moved around a lot, or you were now you were you grew up with your grandparents. Where do you find or where is home for you now when you're 43 and you've lived a life uh, that has had such enriching experiences? Um, where Where is home for you now? You know, it became that I am at home uh, in my body. So wherever I am, I am at home. Um, it's interesting. Uh, now, um, I'm a professor at the Rome University of Fine Arts and uh, uh, the, uh, um, I'm also the head of the MFA program there. And my first year uh, students um, are doing, uh, they're making their own performances uh, next Wednesday on the theme of home. Um, mm. And it's a theme that I like to, to uh, like the memory. I like to uh, um, uh, elaborate it. I elaborate it, but I also work on it with, with other artists and, and with my students, also with participants in my workshops. Um, uh I think the the notion of home uh, for me is still in the definition and it, I'm still experiencing it. But for example, I arrived, so after I had COVID and I was locked in, in my house in Belgrade for, for almost a month, um, now I arrived to Italy and I rented a house, a small house on the beach because I had to be in, I have to be in isolation for 10 days. Mm-hmm. I have uh, five more days to go. <clears throat> and it's interesting, I was thinking about it. Uh, yesterday I was sitting on the rooftop and you know I have a beautiful view of the beach and the sun was setting and you know and I was thinking oh my god this feels like home so Mm. home is a feeling it's not a physical space you know it's I don't even know if it's a physical body for me it is a physical body right now but I think it's how your soul feels in certain moments uh, in certain physical spaces you know Um, but um, if I can choose I feel at home uh, by the sea Um, So whenever I can smell the sea, whenever, you know, that's that evokes the notion of home. But I am at home literally wherever I have to be or wherever I want to be, wherever my body is, my soul, my soul. That's so beautiful. Um, I'm so like into what you're saying. It's so hard for me to like then form another question because I just like start (laughs) to think about what you just said. (laughs) Thank Um, you. It's (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's so for me, especially as as being a performance artist from Pakistan, I've had my own sort of life and, you know, struggles and to make it and continue making performance. So, you know, for me to listen to someone speak about their life and who have had a journey of their own, it just makes me want to really understand it even more deeply. Um, I think for me, I would just like to ask you, you know, one last sort of question, because I think that there's so much that we've touched upon, but I really want to know, as being in a certain sort of, I think, mid-career of your life, and having performed and made work and all of these experiences, succinctly, I would just ask if there would be anything that you would want to say to your younger self, what would that be? Endure. Okay. Mm, because I had a really, really dark moments, you know, when I didn't think that I would uh, make it through. Um, and uh, I wish that in those moments, especially to my younger self, uh, 
or if I wish there was somebody uh, at the time who would have said, uh, you know, endure, everything is going to be all right. And even if it doesn't, the way you think is all right, uh, in the end, uh, this is what's the best for you. And I think that if we take life in that way, you know, I also tell this to my students all the time, um, uh, it's okay, nobody's judging you, don't compare yourselves to others, but to yourself, you know, and -hmm. just whatever you do, endure, not just in performance art, but most of all, and first of all, in life. Wow. Thank you so much, Marta. Thank you so much. I thank mean- you for inviting me. And uh, thank you for opening this space for, for vulnerability uh, and for non-strength uh, and for weakness and uh, for beauty of what we are all going through as human beings. It is my pleasure. It just makes me have more faith in art, I think, and in, in pain. Um, and that is one thing that we cannot not shy away from. And I think that if one can know how to deal with pain in life, I think there is something to keep continuing. And I think that's what I see in your life and in and, and you. And I mean, thank you so much for being such a beacon of wisdom and so much of, uh, you say there is no, so not so much of an anchor, but I think there is so much um, in you in, in ways that you look at life in terms of just taking a pause and seeing what it is. And, and thank you so much for, for sharing that with, with me. And I'm really, really um, lucky that I got to speak to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Likewise, keep on making work. The work the, the art will save us. I promise you. The art will save us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. you so much, Marja. Thank you for tuning in. This has been a presentation by House LTD. I hope you will listen, follow, rate and review all our episodes, which are available free on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor, Pocket Casts and the official House LTD YouTube channel.